Really this morning we're just going to, if I can use a golf term, we're just going to tee things up uh, for the new year this morning. We're going to wrap up uh, some things that God has been speaking to us for 2023 and then we're going to look ahead uh, and, and just look out a little bit into some things that he's saying for 2024. So uh, hey, before we do that though, I have to make sure that we all say hi to Mark and Gabby Passarella and their family. Go ahead, just stand up quick, guys, just so everybody sees you in that beautiful family. If you don't know uh, Mark and Gabby, first off, they uh, grew up in this church, uh, but they are serving as missionaries in Asia, and they are mobilizing teams to go and reach some of the most unreached people for Christ on the planet. And uh, this is the first time home. It's been a couple of years, right, since you've been home. So welcome home, guys. We just love you so much. Man. Ah, ah, it does the heart good. Amen. So, all right, well. For our message, in, in your uh, Gap Connection, your bulletin there, uh, there's no fill-ins this week, but I really want to encourage you, it could be of, uh, of high value this morning to have a pen handy and to have the blank note sheet, and I'm going to pray in just a minute and just invite for each of us in our own unique spot in our journey with the Lord, just for God to say some things to us uh, and, and just, you know, for you to have opportunity to, to write those things down uh, and just, just carry them away. I I'm going to cover a lot of different things, I think, this morning here. So uh, whatever quickens to your heart from the Lord, just go ahead and jot that down so you can pray on it and, and ask him how to follow through on it. And that wow, was really interesting. And the worship and the words and everything that we're given today so are, are just pointing back in to what we're looking at for the, for the word this morning. So uh, I think the Lord is trying to put an exclamation point on what he wants us to grab a hold of here today. So, so Lord, we do pray uh, in the name of Jesus, God, we just thank you for the voice of your spirit. God, we thank you for uh, direction and guidance in our lives. And Lord, we do just say that we want to have ears to hear you and eyes to see you. And may our hearts be soft to all that you would lead and nudge. And we say yes to uh, even the prayers that were prayed during our worship time, that we want to be aligned with you, uh, focused, laser focused on all all it is that you've called us to. And Lord, we recognize that that's both individually and uniquely, and that's also then together as a church family. So uh, Lord, we, we choose to lean in this morning and to listen for your voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, hey, this last calendar year, and by the way, happy almost New Year's Day. Uh, I think it's very cool that we can gather for church on New Year's Eve morning, uh, just as a, a great time to wrap up some of the things that God has been saying over this last year. So, we've had a theme that we've been staying in touch with throughout the year that's just simply living on purpose, living with purpose, being intentional with how we're living our lives. And uh, with what we're going to get into for this next year, as you saw uh, just on our, our cool little uh, trailer there, uh, Live Inspired uh, is the theme that we're going to be walking out in this next calendar year. And I'm going to explain clarify how are we defining that, just what is it that, that is being said there. I'm going to hit that next week. But there's some things that we can, like I said earlier, get into today that will really set us up for running full on after God uh, right on into the new year. So 
Uh, what I want to do is revisit some thoughts that were shared way back on January 1st, 2023. Uh, the message was live on purpose, and it's even still in our archives because the things that we're going to look at here, the things that were themed out for this last calendar year, I think it was wise for us to give attention to those things in this particular time that we're living in. But with that being said, the idea of living on purpose and being intentional with our lives, it's, it's, a, it's a, a focus that we should never get away from as disciples of Christ. There's always things that God is calling us to. There's always things he's saying. There's always another summit to climb uh, in our journey, in our growth with him, you know? Can you say amen? So uh, with, with this, I want to look at just uh, highlight some of the points that we looked at in this, in this last year and just invite you to allow the Lord to speak to your heart. If there's areas where you feel like you grew and, and the Lord worked in those areas, that's awesome. That's really good. And we'll, we'll build on those things. If you feel like some of these areas didn't get traction, well, don't worry about it. It's a, it's a lifetime journey. We just keep on keeping on with the Lord and uh, he'll continue to move us forward into all the good that he has for us. So a couple of verses to start us off. Uh, Psalm 33, 11. It says, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. So God has purposes. He's got plans and, and they will be accomplished. Philippians 3, 12 to 14. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's an ongoing, that's just a, a discipleship life verse for all of us to keep uh, reaching forward into all that God has for us. So like I said, we don't depart from this theme. This is something that we continue to build on. Uh, but with us wrapping this year up, with there being such a purposeful focus on it, I want to review uh, some, some foundational truths that we need to keep before our eyes in the days ahead. So uh, one is this, we should be living on purpose. You know, for, for, uh, for each of us, it should be something that we are choosing to do. Uh, and, and there's a couple of different ways that we do that. We do that by examining ourselves, taking a look at our lives. Second uh, Corinthians 13, 5. By the way, I didn't even put any of the scriptures up on the screen or, or, or fill-ins or anything. I just really wanted for you to lean in and just let the Lord speak and then just jot down whatever you hear the Lord speaking to you. Can you say Amen. All right, so 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail the test? So to live on purpose means we have to do some self-examination. It also means that we have to count the cost. The Lord is going to speak some things to us, and then we have to look at, you know, so what does this mean for my life? What is the cost? How does this get accomplished in my life? Luke 14, 
28. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? So we want to count the cost. And then also uh, we want to walk circumspectly. It says in Ephesians 5.15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, right? So to live on purpose, to live with purpose is to examine our lives and to count the cost of what God is speaking, what ought to be purposeful in our lives. And then for us to walk circumspectly, you know, aware of the circumstances that they're not driving us, but that we are going on with the Lord uh, despite whatever our circumstances might be doing. And then with this, we also need to train ourselves. It tells us in 1 Timothy 4, 7, Paul said, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. So hey, a new year starts tomorrow, as we've said, and the gyms are going to fill up, aren't they? Right? The, the exercise equipment that got shipped to homes and Peloton and all these different things that are out there, right? At the beginning of this year, you know, bodily exercise, it is, it is profitable, right? We want to steward this vessel well so we can run the race that God has for us, right, with endurance and good stewardship. But this is talking about training ourselves for godliness, training ourselves to live on purpose for all that that he called us to be and called us to do. So, uh, so we want to be intentional. And then uh, we need to realize every person was born with wonderful purpose. So if there's anybody here today that is, you know, kind of wrestling with, and I don't know that there's any purpose to my life. Maybe, you, you know, it, it would be so unfortunate, but maybe somebody even told you that you were an accident. You know, just know that, that any voice that says to you, your life has no purpose or that you're an accident, any voice that says to you, uh, it's too late for anything meaningful to come out of your life, hear it this morning, those are lies from the pit of hell. That is not truth in God's word. God always has a good purpose. Even if, if you're here this morning and you'd say, but I have chosen to make a train wreck of my life, God is so big and so good that when we turn and repent, he can heal us and then bring redemption out of that season of our life. There is no, your best days are behind you. In Christ, your best days are in front of you. Amen. Amen. So we all have wonderful purpose. Acts 13.36, now when David had served God's purposes in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. I tell you what, when we uh, stand before him someday, there's going to be no greater statement that could be made about us than that we served the purposes of God in our generation. Right, and that's what we're talking about in this picture of living on purpose. So with this, another uh, foundational truth for living a, a purposeful life is we need to clarify what's important. And the thing about that is what's important, some things will stay important no matter what season of life we're in, but there are certain things that will move to the forefront and move to the background and they'll shift and they'll adjust based on where we are in our life season. 2 Timothy 3.10, uh, Paul said, you how, however know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose. Faith, patience, love, endurance. 
You know, so there's this picture of Paul having a good handle on, I know what's important and I'm walking after those things that are important. Hey, here's the flip side of this, Luke 7.30. But the Pharisees and the experts in the law rejected God's purposes for themselves because they had not been baptized by John. So whole point there is God had purpose that they actually rejected. 1 Corinthians 3.8, the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. So hey, good news for us this morning. We don't have to do somebody else's purpose. We just have to walk out ours. And I'm not gifted uh, or graced to walk out somebody else's purpose. But praise God, I am gifted and graced to walk out my purpose. And so are you. Amen? So that's encouragement for us. Hebrews 12:1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. All right, and then just one more point here on grasping living purpose-driven, and it's this. And it's, it sounds a little uh, like, duh, no kidding, but there's wisdom in making this statement. We won't live on purpose accidentally. Or we could say it this way, we need to live on purpose on purpose. You know, so that's the idea. First uh, Corinthians 9.24, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Amen. Galatians 2.2, 2, I went in response to a revelation and meeting privately with those esteemed as leaders, I presented to them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles. I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not been running my race in vain. We can run our race in vain or we can run in a way as to get the prize. Tracking with me so far, amen? All right. So now what kind of things do we want to evaluate uh, when we say, well, I want to live on purpose. I want to live a, a meaningful life. I want to walk out that great purpose, that wonderful purpose that God has placed in me. Well, there's a couple of things that we can keep an eye on. Number one, we can look at God's priorities. And here's the thing, church, God's priorities never change. Amen? His priorities are his priorities. But, you know, I, I was thinking about this. Again, most of the, the folks here that know me, uh, most of you that know me know I'm a big football fan. And I've been enjoying uh, football this season. And, you know, when it comes to things that are priority, they're called priorities for a reason. But there's something about priorities that if we're not careful, we can get distracted from them. You know, sometimes I, I word it this way, that priorities, we could also say that they're really the fundamentals. The fundamentals that we never get away from. And, you know, uh, soon the Super Bowl will be upon us. And, you know, the, the, the trophy uh, that's awarded at the Super Bowl is the Vince Lombardi Trophy. And if you don't know who he is, he's a legendary football coach of the Green Bay Packers. And he was just known for being a champion and, and helping his teams become championship teams. And I read a, a pretty funny story that so captured his understanding of don't let go of the priorities. You know, when he was at this conference with some other football coaches and, and they were all sharing their, their uh, 
complex and kind of, you know, razzle-dazzle strategies for scoring, you know, and doing all these different things. And, you know, they finally got to Vince Lombardi and he said, man, he goes, you guys are all a lot brighter than me. I don't, I don't know that if I, I, I could get a hold of and teach those things. And, you know, the, the, the response was like, but coach, you're legendary and your teams win. Like what, so, so you share with us, what do you do? He's like, well, when our team has the ball, we keep the other guys from knocking us down. It's called blocking. And when the other team has the ball, we knock their guys down and tackle the guy with the ball. So tackling and blocking. You know, but it's interesting watching this season, just having read that story, you know, I can see a team where, wow, they're doing really, really well because they're holding on to the priorities and they're keeping the other team from scoring. Or... Wow, they were holding those priorities, those fundamentals really strong. They're not anymore, and now they're getting run over by the other team. You know, it's really interesting to see. So I say that because when we look at these things, whether we're brand new in the faith or we've been in, you know, for decades, we have to ask ourselves, are these priorities that I'm, that I'm vibrantly walking in today? So what's one? Love. We're called to love. Amen. We never get away from love. That's, that's the great commandment. Sharing the gospel with the world around us. That's the great commission. Sharing our faith with the world around us. Knowing him more, right? We are to know him and grow in him more and more. And we're to bear fruit, right? Colossians 1.10 says, So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. These are, these are just a, a handful of priorities that we want to make sure that we're keeping our eye on, that, that we're being intentional. What are some other, other things that we want to look at on uh, living purpose-driven? Well, we want to look at our relationships, right? How many know relationships don't stay healthy by accident? Amen? right? We have to be intentional with them. In Hebrews 10, 23 to 25, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. I, I tell you, that, that's a verse, that's, that's a nugget that we can apply in spouse parenting, work relationships, uh, classmates, uh, church family on every level. Lord, how can I on purpose today spur others on toward love and good deeds? Come on, can you say amen? Amen. So, so relationships, and, and it goes on to say, and don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And then we can also evaluate in light of seasons that we're in. You know, uh, the different seasons require different priority focus. But I will just remind one more time, uh, there is no the best season of my life is behind me in Christ. Each season has its own wonderful thing that God wants to do and accomplish in that season. We want to be delivered from destination disease that when we're in one season, we're looking out to the next season. Because what happens is not only do we miss what God wants to do in this season, by the time we get to that next season, we're really not ready for whatever it is that God would want to do in that season. Can you say amen? 
So we want to, and that could be seasons of life in the natural, uh, or that could be just a circumstantial. You know, maybe you find you're in a desert. Maybe it's a squeeze time. Maybe you're you're walking through a season of just battling grief. Maybe uh, it's a crucible time for you. Maybe it's the mountaintop. You know, wherever you are in, in that season, what is it that God wants to be doing in? What is it that God wants to be doing through? Right? There's something for that season. The enemy's got an agenda as well. And if we don't live intentional for God's purpose and agenda, then we become much more vulnerable to the enemy strategy that he wants to work out in our lives, right? And his is no good, right? It's to steal, kill, and destroy, right? So, so we want to be on purpose. So, so and, then, and then another thought here is, so what is God saying to me now? So we talked about, you know, relationships, God's priorities. We talked about seasons of life. But then just what are the things that God is burdening and putting on my heart right now? That's a part of what we want to be intentional with. You know, maybe God is saying, hey, I want you to focus on this. I want you to pay attention to that. I want you to get this out. I want you to get this in. You know, so, okay, so how do I pay attention to the Lord? And how do I be on purpose with those things? So, this was a, a, a wonderful year of us beating the drum in all of these different areas. And like I said, if it's something where you found, hey, man, if we started talking about this back in January, I don't know that I got a whole lot of traction. I would say don't be discouraged in that. Just keep letting these discipleship biblical perspectives, just keep letting them take root and they will start to bring traction in, in your life. For the greatest thing that we can do is run on purpose for him. Walk after his purposes and his ways. So with that being said and done, that's, that's a, a look at, uh, there's three things that I, I felt I was to make sure I accomplished this morning in sharing. The first one was for us to go back through and do a little bit of a reflective look on this last year. Now as we move into 2020, as I mentioned, the theme is live inspired. And, and uh, we're going to unpack that, like I said, and get into that a little bit more uh, next week and in the weeks to come. But uh, there, is, there is a key... Uh, there's a key thing that we have to make sure is cooking in our lives. And it's interesting. Living on purpose and living inspired... This key thing has to be happening uh, in our lives in both of those arenas, living on purpose and living inspired, and it's vision. Having a vision for our lives. Having God's vision for our lives. And, and, and let me just unpack for you. And if I forget to say at the end, we have a bookmark, uh, just like we did last year, uh, with our theme for this next year. And uh, <laughs> I want to encourage us to memorize this. I don't have in the ESV memorized yet, so I need these. But I want to take a look and I want to read it to you. It's Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. And it says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's a good one, huh? So that's the verse we're going to be looking at here. And that, that's, a, that's a live inspired verse. That's the idea. What, what, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm about to start preaching next week and I'm not going to do it. But I am going to say the starting point for us to live an inspired life is that we have to be carrying a vision. 
Now, now again, don't be discouraged if this morning you're saying, man, I don't know if I have any kind of vision. I'm just in survival mode. Be encouraged. You're not going to stay there very long. Amen. Amen. And, and if you're like, well, my vision's off track or it's old and dusty or, man, it feels like it died. We're going after the Lord uh, in this area at the front end of this year, and it is going to propel us into all that God has. Because church family, your best days are in front of you. Amen. 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 And so, you, you know, uh, it, the, the literary classic... A Tale of Two Cities opens up with a line that's very interesting. I'll, I'll say it in just a minute, but, you know, looking back over 2023, uh, wow, it's been some year after several years that were, that was some stretch of time, but there's been two major wars that have erupted, you know, the, the, the war in Ukraine and the, the war in Israel. You know, the uh, Turkey-Syria earthquake, I didn't even realize this, you know, it is the, the fifth deadliest earthquake that has taken place. Uh, just, just incredible to me. And then, and then you come on the home front and you look at all the, the turbulence and you look at all that we're dealing with, all the crisis in our nation. And then how many know I'm not being negative here, but to say as we move toward 2024 in the natural, it's not promising to get easier. It's promising to be shaking even more. Come on, right? That's not negative. That's just like looking at the reality. But how many know that to live inspired, to live an inspired life, to live this next year saying, God, I think this might be the best year since I've been on the planet. How many know that has nothing to do with how much the world is shaking all around you? Amen. Amen. Isn't that good news today? It doesn't matter if the world is shaking, but we have to make sure we live on purpose and that we live the right way so that the shaking does not have the wrong effect on us. And the word is filled with people who lived inspired even though life was squeezing in and the persecution and the difficulties. And we could take a look at, at Joseph. You know, he was a guy whose earthly circumstances were so, so difficult. And he just kept living inspired, walking with the Lord. And each difficult spot moved him on to God's destiny for his life. God's very best. That potential that God placed on the inside. We could look at the three Hebrew children, the, the, the young men that, you know, they're, they're in captivity in Babylon. And, and, and all, all kinds of um, pressure and persecution. They're thrown into the fiery furnace. Daniel, we could go on and on and look at all these, these scenarios. So when we talk about 2024, live inspired, it is yes, live a life that's blessed, live a life of victory, live a life where we're growing. Uh, and you want to know all of that amidst the shaking. Let God be lifted up and glorified in our lives. Amen. 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 And so what that, what that requires is on purpose and priority in our lives is vision. I just want to, uh, we'll, we'll get more into this in the weeks to come, but I just want to throw some thoughts out for you to, to just be percolating on when it comes to vision. So vision for our lives, okay, number one, we need to cultivate a vision for our lives. So when we're talking about cultivating, that means to pursue, to foster, to nurture, Right? It's, it's, not a, it's not microwaved. 
You know, when you use the word cultivate, you're talking about planting and seasons and watering and preparing and harvest coming forth out of it. And then we also need to, number two, stoke the vision. And I'm thinking of stoking a fire. That means add fuel to it, keep it burning, tend it. We need to tend to the vision so it's not let go of. And then with that, number three, we need to protect the vision. We need to protect it. So cultivate it, stoke it, protect it. Number four, we need to write the vision down. Just like Habakkuk or Habakkuk, if you prefer. Tomato, tomato. We need to be intentional with the vision. What to do, what not to do. What to be, what not to be. There's, there's action that will come out of the vision. What, just in its simplest sense, what is a vision? It's a preferred future. It's something that, that hasn't materialized yet that could be. Church, I'm inviting you, even with whatever's going on in your life, dream again. Dream bigger. Because whatever dream that I dream in and of my flesh, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, but God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. We just want to give him the room to do that. Amen. So we want to write it down. We want to be intentional with it. That was number five. And then number six is we want to cast that vision to others. Because number one, it creates inspiration. It inspires others. And it also holds us accountable whenever we share, hey, this is, this is the vision. This is the dream. This is what God has put on my heart. Now, Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. In uh, the New King James, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So we do need to protect it and cultivate it and stoke it and, and, and keep it before us. So here's the thing, right? If our vision is distorted, it's going to affect our entire lives, right? If our vision is distorted, where we go, what we do, how we react, how we respond, all of that is going to be distorted if we don't have proper vision. So church family. God has fresh. Everybody say fresh. fresh. Oh, you even got the shh. Come on. That's when I know you're feeling it. Yeah, fresh. Fresh vision for your life personally. Personal vision for you from him on who he wants to be and what he wants to do and what he wants to see in your life. And then he has vocational vision for you. That's whatever your, your job, your vocation. Um, I would say moms, that's your vocation and you have one of the highest callings and vocations that's out there. So amen, just, just a little shout out for moms. Hey students, that's your vocation right now and God's got purpose and he wants you to have a, a vision for, for whatever's going on vocationally in your life. And then there's a ministry vision. I just want you to, to be seeking God and hearing in, in three, there's a personal side, there's whatever way you define vocational side and then there's the ministry. And really when you look at it, I'm separating those for us to seek God and to explore, they really all meld together. Together, don't they right you know I don't stop being a pastor when I'm over in the shop right you know boy does that hold me accountable too <laughs> amen amen so God has a specific vision for us now there are four vision problems and and here's we're getting to now what I think is the the second thing that we need to accomplish this morning if you're here this morning and you're saying all right uh, my vision needs to be adjusted as I prepare for 2024, 
there, there's four common vision problems that we can experience. Number one is blindness. That's to be without vision. I love this quote from Helen Keller. It's so powerful. Everybody know who Helen Keller was, right? She, she couldn't talk, she couldn't hear, she couldn't see. Uh, and she was, she was asked and she learned to communicate and just thrive in life. It was really incredible. Uh, she was asked by a reporter, what could be worse than being blind? She said, to see but have no vision. Amen. So, so to be blind, you know, that's a vision problem that we want to let God touch if that's what we're dealing with. Then there's nearsightedness. That's when we see things in close range without difficulty, but we're losing sight of the big picture. You know, life is happening, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, life is happening right in front of us, and we forgot there's a whole big picture. There's eternity. There's God's big plan, and we're just kind of, you know, looking so close. Or there's farsightedness. You know, we get our eyes on what God is doing in the big cosmic scale that we're paralyzed and not connecting that to what am I supposed to be doing every day in my day-to-day. -day. And here's a big one that we can deal with. It's hindsightedness. And again, this could be because of good, because of bad, because of ugly, where all we're doing is driving down the road, staring out the rearview mirror. You know, we're living looking behind. And that's why Paul said, you know, I forget what's behind. Paul didn't forget everything from behind because he shares in his testimony how he was chief of sinners. He shares how he met the Lord. He shares life experience. Really what he's saying there is I am not chained to what happened behind me. I'm running after what God has in front of me. That, that's the big picture. So, so part two, if we could put it this way this morning here, is okay, as we prepare to live inspired in 2024, do we need to bring our vision to the Lord and ask him to work in, in vision areas in our life? Now, the last area, the third area that we're going to look at here, by the way, biggest areas that we often need correction in with our vision, who God is, who we are, and where we're going. I forgot to mention that in first service, but that's, that's worth understanding. To have a clear vision, who he is, who we are, and where we're going. Those are, those are key vision areas going back to that we want to cultivate and stoke and protect and, and, uh, and write down and so forth. So, all right, last thing. We, uh, as your pastors, want to issue a challenge on the front end of this year that I think is going to tie into Living Inspired. It's going to tie into our spiritual growth. Uh, it's going to tie into growing in our potential in Christ. And it has to do with the Word of God. And the challenge is this. And again, if, if, you're, if you've never read through your whole Bible, or you're somebody who says, I've read through it 40 times, or somewhere in between, remember what I said earlier about when the football players stop executing blocks and tackles with great intensity, they start losing. Right? So it's not what I did with it yesterday. Is, is, it, is this fresh bread in my life today? And so what we want to do is issue a challenge for every one of us in the church family to say, by God's grace, I am going to endeavor to be in my Bible every single day this next calendar year. Amen? We're not issuing... Um,
and I'll, I'll unpack this just a little bit here, but this is, this is not a one-size-fits-all. So we're not trying to do, let's all read through this one plan together. Because there's, and by the way, I work from a Bible plan because I do better when I run on a track. You know, so uh, I have been for many years working from a Bible plan, and I can remember when I started doing that, I started reading a whole lot more of the Bible, you know. Uh, but see, why, why would we say of all the things that we could look at on the front end of the year, why are we talking about living on purpose? Why are we talking about living inspired? And why did we just move to read your Bible every day? Well, because the Word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it is able to even divide and discern between soul and spirit. And uh, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to share this with you. This is incredible that the Center for, uh, the Center for Bible Engagement, let me just make sure that's, yeah, I think that's the, the name of it. There was this, this study that was done, something like 80,000 people in this study, lean in for this, just, just to hear where we're going. When we look at growing in Christ and allowing God to work in our lives to see our behavior start to change, to see what's burden and good intentions move from the place of intention into being worked out into our lives. Something very interesting they noticed in, in the folks that they did this detailed empirical study, something like 80,000 people, that the person who went to church once a week and didn't read their Bible, that behavior level, when they looked at the person that read their Bible one day a week, they read it two days a week, they read it three days a week, they noticed in that person's life of the things that should be offloaded out of the life of a believer and of the things that should be uh, on-ramped in the life of a believer, there was little to no change in lifestyle. It's called the living bread for a reason, right? We don't eat a meal once a week. We don't eat a meal, you know, two days a week, three days a week. But in this study, they called it the power of four. That when people, and, and what, what is four times a week? It's at least every other day. That when people were in the word of God at least four days a week. Now, now before I tell you some of this, I need to qualify. I am not suggesting that if you just randomly open the Bible, just throw its words in front of your face and then go off about your way, that it's going to bring uh, the change that we're talking about. But what I'm saying is that we bring ourselves before the Lord and we feed on his word. And we try to make it the goal of doing that every single day. It's alive, it's powerful, and Holy Spirit begins to work through uh, God's word. Th this is what they found in this study of folks. Feeling lonely dropped 30%. Anger issues dropped 32%. Bitterness in relationships dropped 40%. Alcoholism dropped 57%. Sex outside of marriage dropped 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant dropped 60%. Viewing pornography dropped 61%. Now uh, flip this over to, the, the, so those are things getting out of our lives as we get more sanctified in the Lord, right? Then these are things moving into our lives. People sharing their faith jumped 200%. 
those catching a heart for and actually discipling others, 230%. Memorizing scripture, David, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, 407%. Isn't that incredible? So we're looking at, wow, what does it look like to live a life inspired? Well, we have to be people that know who God is. We have to have a vision, right? That's what I'm connecting this back in. Know who he is, know who we are, and know where we're going. And as we feed on the word of God daily, again, that's not a formula. That's not like a a self-help thing. That's a recognizing God has given us his word. And and, hey, I know everybody's not a reader. I know, but we have audio Bible and all of that. I thought I would would just bring, you know, um, I heard Pastor Ralph, he just shared it this last week, but he shared this sometime back in the fall too, you know, about... um, him liking to change Bible translations uh, every time he reads through his Bible each year, you know? And I thought, <laughs> that means I need to buy a new Bible. Amen. You know? At least that's what I told him. That. I said, there's a reason. Pastor Ralph said. How many know when you say Pastor Ralph said, you, you, you get to do it, right? You know? So anyway, I thought, I want to I wanna read this year with a focus on life application I love doing the chronological reading plan, which basically takes all your books of the Bible and and you go through them in the historical timeline that they unfolded. Uh, And I know that the New Living Translation is a a very friendly, accurate, modern uh, translation. So I got the Chronological Life Application Study Bible that I'll be cracking into starting tomorrow. And we were talking, uh, some of the pastors, we want to get some of the other pastors and we want to lay out like on a landing page, uh, we'll we'll get this out really shortly, but some of our top picks for Bibles to read, um, like for instance, there's some Bibles out there that will actually come against your Pentecostal doctrine. You don't want to be reading a Bible with study notes in there that are confusing you and that are standing against, you know, what, what you've experienced, what you're walking in. So something like the Fire Bible. That's a great, great uh, Holy Ghost understanding, baptism in the Spirit, uh, full life study Bible, the life application study Bible. There's just so many different good ones out there. And then as far as a Bible reading plan goes, really all you got to do is Google and look it up. But any, there's all kinds of plans out there. You know, I would say for anybody who's newer in getting into your Bible, spend a bunch of time in your New Testament. Really getting to know what the new covenant is and, and uh, really, really getting familiar there. Uh, the first three Wednesdays of this year, Pastor Ralph is going to be doing a, whole, uh, a little short series on uh, understanding your Bible, interpreting your Bible. So again, it'll be great for veteran and for beginner and for everywhere in between as well. Um, and then we haven't worked this out yet, but um, man, I just got a picture. Talk about living inspired. Wouldn't it be cool if over this next calendar year... We had a spot on Facebook or wherever else we decided we want to be where everybody is sharing all the things where they're growing and learning in the Word of God over this next year. For the five of you that thought that was a good idea, amen, awesome, awesome, all right, amen. All right, that's better, that's better. So I just want to encourage us in that, that, wow, there's such opportunity before us. And if we were to take one habit that we wanted to anchor into and look at, it would be, yeah, let me be a person of the word over this next calendar year. Amen. Would you stand with me? We are going to prepare to close.
just to wrap the thoughts up on the, uh, the Bible plan there, so I, I, I put it in my notes this way. So what I would, what I would encourage you to do, pick a plan, uh, commit to, to sharing it or maybe even doing that plan with a friend because with the accountability and the, the relationship in that, a lot of times it, it sticks better and then engage the church community as we give opportunity to do that. So, amen. All right. So, hey, as we wrap up here this morning, I hope that your heart, I hope you were inspired a little bit. I hope your heart was stirred up. I hope you were encouraged to know that God isn't done, but he's just getting started that we can walk through this next season, whatever is going on, knowing that God has good things in store for us. In every place that the enemy means for evil, God will turn it for good. And every place that is hard and, and crucible and difficult, uh, it'll turn around and somehow it'll work for our better and for somebody around us to be touched and blessed. He's just that big and just that awesome. So closing here today, I just want to give us an opportunity, going back now talking about vision, I just want to ask, how are things in the vision area of your life? Uh, are, are you dealing with vision blindness where you'd say, man, there's just, there's nothing cooking right now, but I, I, I want to invite the Lord to begin to show me. I want to begin to pursue a fresh vision for my life. Are you dealing with nearsightedness where you're saying, man, I got so wrapped up in, in the circumstances that I've lost sight of God's got this big plan that he's wanting to work out in my life, that there is great purpose to my life. Or maybe you're in the situation where you're, you're saying, and, and I know I've had plenty of conversations being so rocked by the world events that it's taken away from you being about the Lord's business in the day-to-day, -day, a vision for my daily life to be used of the Lord, to be his hands and his feet and his voice and his heart to the world around me. Maybe it's hindsightedness. Maybe you're saying, I've been so stuck looking behind me that I haven't had any room for looking toward the future. I want to remind you that whatever season of life you're in, your best days are not behind you. Whatever season that you're in right now, there is great, if I could use the word compelling, that means something that'll get you out of bed every morning, vision that God has for your life. Personal, vocational, ministry, and then down the, the road, we'll continue to talk this year for all the great stuff that we get to do together as a church family. Amen. So if, if you're saying, all right, this New Year's Eve, there's vision correction that I need to make. And by God's grace, I'm making it here today in any of those areas, blindness, nearsighted, farsighted, hindsighted, then I want you to join me up front at the altar. I want you to slip out of your seat now. Let's gather up front and then we're gonna be praying together. So yep, just around the place, up in the balcony, just around the chairs if you're saying that's me, casting off whatever would be in the way. Are you seeing now after that message was shared how much the Lord was dovetailing and the things that he was uh, saying and the prophetic words and the encouragements this morning? That always so encourages my heart, you know? Amen. Now I want you to know that I'm, I'm as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm coming on down. I'm down here too. Because there are things where I was saying, Lord, okay, I got to get this all adjusted
this wasn't in the first service, but in the, the, this service here today, I just, uh, I keep hearing over and over, just like keeps going back in my heart, like dream again, dream again. It's okay to dream again. Not only is it okay, it's what God wants. There's God dreams. And let's, let's together begin to wonder, what does it look like? The one who does exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. What does it look like when he's just given free reign to just run in our lives? Again, in and through. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. So what I believe God was saying was that this morning we would bring this area of vision before him. And then uh, I believe for next Sunday, what we want to do is we want to lay hands. And that first Sunday of the new year, we want to go around. And even if you don't got it all figured out yet or haven't you know, gotten all the clarity yet, just for us to have a time of laying hands and the time of just uh, consecrating this next year over to the Lord because we'll be talking crystal clear about what, what it'll look like to live inspired in this next year. Amen. So Father, as we close this second to last service of this calendar year, there'll be one more in Spanish. Father, we come before you so grateful for your love. Lord, for these truths that we just reflected on here again today that you do have wonderful purpose for each and every one of us. And so Lord, just together gathered around this altar, we just say that we want to lay down all things related to our vision, what we see, what we envision. Lord, every place where there is vision blindness, Lord, begin to break through, begin to reveal. Lord, those that have stopped dreaming, those that are in survival mode, Lord, that they would experience a renewing and a reviving out of that place. Encourage hearts that they can dare to hope. Lord, those that have been dealing with nearsightedness and lost sight of your bigger picture and what you're wanting to do in our lives. Lord, those that maybe have not connected day to day, Lord, vision for my life in the day to day. Lord, those that are saying, wow, I have been driving down the road of life looking almost exclusively through the rearview mirror. Lord, we pray in regard to personal vision. We pray in regard to any area of vocational vision, job, career, calling, parenthood, student, or whatever that area is, and then in regard to ministry. Lord, recognizing all of that just flows together. God, we lay down all that's not of you. And we receive that call this morning to have laser focus. And Lord, to cast off all that would be 
in the way of walking out that laser focus. So we pray for wisdom and insight and revelation and understanding here today. So church family, I just want to say in whatever way you want to, whatever I didn't cover the bases on in my prayer, you just let the Lord know now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So Lord, I thank you for breathing fresh vision upon your people. Hallelujah. Opening hearts, opening ears, opening eyes. Thank you for washing away all that would trip up, all that would hinder by the power of your spirit, by the power of your love, by your amazing grace. Thank you, Lord. And so, Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands. Lord, it is with... uh, faith and expectation that we look out to the horizon of 2024. Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands. It is in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.